Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Christ. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. Uh, at Saint Forecast, there's no way to follow over on Twitter. Saints Happy Hour Podcast. How are you today, man? I'm good, kind of, but I still don't have air conditioning, yeah. and it's like a hundred, like a hundred billion degrees in Houston. So uh, I'm, I've been better, guys. I've been better. I, I, I'm a little confused. I, I thought everything was bigger and better in Texas, and I get people moved there after storms uh, and all that stuff. I, how would you've gone a week? What's going on? I, I mean, we had to buy one of those like portable ones that you like go to the window and you like roll it around the house and be like, <laughs> we're like, oh, we're in the den now. Let's hook it up here. Oh, we're in the bedroom. Hook it up there. Uh, so like, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, like, you know, eighty three degrees in your house is. It really tests the strength of a marriage. I'll put it that way. Like, me and my wife, we really are going to go to the grave with each other. Like, the fact that we haven't killed each other in over a week with no air conditioning, it is true love. It is. It is true love. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it. We've been, we've been a decade plus. We're going we're gonna to make it to the grave. Uh, the the way the heat indices have been over here in New Orleans as well, met over 100. I routinely always ask my I have no idea how they did it back in the day without ACs. Um, You know, I mean, because I live in a house that was built in the 50s. There there was no central unit, you know, here. I mean, it just wasn't. I remember my grandma lived here. It was a window unit because they didn't have a central, you know, like, and then everyone wore cotton when you look back, back in the day, man, like these big old five, um, when I look at period movies, you know, of the 1800s, early 1900s and 17s, whatever, I mean, dude, they wore like five layers in the summer. It's all cotton. I cannot wear cotton in the heat, dude. I can't do it. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. That'd just, just, just be a puddle. You'd be like Frosty the Snowman. Uh, the reason I, I bring that up a, a little bit because it was one of the things that was funny and listening to Derek Carr and a couple of the other guys here as well. Jesse James, the tight end, he was asked, what do you think of New Orleans so far? He goes, it's hot. Everybody that we talked about, it was hot because it was kind of training camp-like temps. Um, yeah. So we're going to get that. But look, when we're recapping, I asked you last week and we look into it, you've had four weeks of on-field work, when you read everything from Nick to Triplett to Ross Jackson to your podcast to comments, what, what are some things that you think you would be able to say you would put in a magic eight ball or something that you're pretty sure the answers or questions are going to come from? What, what do you think most people were excited about? I think most people are just excited about Derek Carr in that we knew he was better than what they had. But I really think there's been a sense, especially in the, the Peyton final year, of like, 
because it was Sean Payton and the defense was so good, we kind of glazed over how bad that offense was in 2021, right? And it was bad again last year. And I think there was a sense of last year, even though Andy Dalton kind of like held it together and wasn't an abomination, there was sort of a sense of like the Saints called the play and like whatever the play was going to be, they were going to run it and they weren't going to audible out of it. And if, it, if they if they had called it right, it was going to hit, but they weren't really going to do anything. Kind of like the Tampa game where like they had the third and one play and he like, it was set up on the wrong side and Andy didn't audible and he threw it anyway and it gets deflected and Tampa goes on to win, right? Now it's like, oh, Derek Carr, he's in the play. He's got this big arm. And I think the difference between the quarterback that the Saints had the last few years and what they're hoping to have in Derek Carr, like we started to see it. Even if he's like the 12th best quarterback, is such a gigantic leap from what they had, Gus. That's why I think the media are gushing and the Saints internally are gushing because it is a gigantic leap. And that's why I think people got the wrong, the wrong argument about Derek Carter. Like, well, he's not going to win a championship. He's just slightly above average. I'm like, dude, have you seen the Saints pass again in the last few years? I will give a finger for average, slightly above average, my man. So I, I think that's the, the, the thing that like caught me, my mini-camp mini, mini and OTAs. The other thing is, and I don't know if I can say it for sure, but I'm really pumped about this secondary, guys. Like Lattimore back and Taylor and Adebo. I know he kind of slumped last year. But, like, I think they're really good in the secondary and Honey Badger can have a, you know, maybe come back to form like he was in the back half of the year. I'm really excited about the potential of the secondary and the guys they have. And the thing is, guys, they're young guys. So, like, if Taylor becomes, like, a top 20, five-ish corner, if Adebo becomes, like, a serviceable corner, those guys are on, like, basically minimum wage in NFL. So you suddenly have a loaded position at corner in a league. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline where people pay out the nose and will pay out the nose for money and drastic corners. Those are the two things that I feel certain about that the answer is going to be good for the year after mini camp and OTA. I think one of the things that really stands out to me as well, Ralph, is, and you started with that, I think there's going to be two position groups of of note where you're going to see the most, hey, this guy's battling this guy and things of that nature. On the defensive side, you brought up Alante Taylor. And it was very interesting how they used Alante during OTA minicamp. If you remember last year, I brought it up too. In OTAs in, in camp, I was like, man, they, they got Honey Badger like at free safety. I'm like, I don't know how that works. He's never... You know, that May line. If you remember, remember I told you, I'm like, That's right. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. And you saw they struggled at the beginning of the year until they switched that, if you remember. Mm-hmm. The thing that stood out to me 
with those two players is I legitimately think there's a battle for that second cornerback spot. Taylor didn't back down from that in OTAs. In fact, he said, I view myself as the number two corner, as an outside corner, and I'm battling for that starting job. I don't think that's a bad thing between him and Adebo. I think Adebo can play. I think that injury hurt him last year. I'd love to see Taylor as a nickel, but he doesn't seem to be very receptive to that. He said he'll do it, but he doesn't seem receptive to it. I, I don't know if Adebo goes there or not, but I, I know they have Roby on there. I, I just, if you could somehow put Taylor and Adebo on the same field with Lattimore, May, and Matthew, which again, all for the most part were in these four-week workouts, I agree with you. I think that's a pretty solid secondary, but it is going to be a battle, I think. It is going to be a battle, and here's the thing: like, just players being selfish. Here's the thing: block corner, yeah, they'll play because the Saints play a ton of nickel, and Dennis Allen, his sort of his secret sauce of his defense has been, I can play nickel and dime, and I can still suffocate a run game with a pillow. That the Saints didn't do it last year until the second half of the year, mostly. But that's like his secret sauce. But the thing is with players, man, they know that like if you're a slot corner and you're an and you know, you're in the slot or you're an outside corner, it makes a gigantic difference in your salary, right? So I can see where, like, players, especially, like, if you can do both, you want to exhaust every opportunity to be a starting outside corner. Because if you're just an average, slightly above average outside corner, you're going to make more than a, you're going to make more probably the same as an elite slot corner like that's just economics so i can see that but this secondary just i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to me on defense mm-hmm. what they do if they can get the best out of honey badger because he was struggled the first half of the year yeah. right he was better the second half of the year but he wasn't like honey badger with the the chiefs or the texans or the cardinals he wasn't that guy if they can get closer to his peak, which it's going to be hard because he's getting older, but they can get closer to his peak, that's critical because the thing is, Honey Badger's peak is gigantic plays, it's turnovers, it's fumbles, it's, it's that sort of thing. So that's the thing where I'm really curious. Like they have him, they're paying for him. They 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 redid his contract, so he's probably here this year and next year. Like they got to find a way to unlock him uh, to bring out the to bring out the best in him or allow him to do what he Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. He does well because Gus, we saw it last year, man. It was turnover drought city, right? We need we need 
we need uh, peak honey badger because they turnovers were few and far between. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's why I was surprised when at the end of the season I saw the stat that he had the most tackles ever in his career on there. So, uh, and I do think it's something I brought up, Ralph, and I think I even did it to you when you when you would show up with, uh, on the show. Is that it is something I think that he and Mays were, or you know, Marcus May were together all four weeks. That didn't happen last year, and then he, you know, Honey Badger had a delayed start yeah. to training camp, I, and you could you could see it. I keep bringing up the fact how. You know, where they were doing drills, man, they both turn at the same time. They almost look like a mirror image of one another. And, and I do think that helps that back end for sure. The other group that I think is going to be a very interesting position battle that may surprise people, I think receiver. Well, that, they got a, they got a ton of guys, right? Isn't right, like, right. Who you go with? Right. Does Traquan like, stay alive? <laughs> That's right. It's Traquan. Traquan. He, he is at his best when people forget that he's on the team. And then he's just wide open and catching <laughs> touchdowns, right? He's my favorite. This is like my favorite thing. Like, Traquan is, like, gone for five weeks, and then you're like, man, he caught three for 80 days and two touchdowns and didn't have a, a, a living, breathing football player within 10 yards of him. Um, but it's, it's going to be, to me, it's going to be interesting. You talk about the bottom of the depth chart because you got James Washington. Yeah. You got you, yeah. you've got all these guys with NFL experience, and you know it's us. Guys with NFL experience that are on the bubble, yeah. they know how to turn it up at training camp in a way that they know how to make themselves look really good in training camp to make that roster. And I tell you and what, you Perry, A.T. Perry, the last week, last couple of practices in minicamp, made some catches, man. So, I mean, the draft pick, I just... It'll be very interesting to see how it goes, but I'm with you. Car, position battles, there's a lot to get into here, Ralph, man. Appreciate the phone call and the time. Get yourself an air conditioner, man. Let's go. (laughs) Your lips to God's ears before I melt. Talk to you next week, guys. All right, man. We'll talk next week.